Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem mm. with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. How to build a big, engaged, loyal, buying community. So I have 16 ways that you can do that. So this is going to be a bit of a deep dive podcast. Now, um, I'm in a very fortunate position with my supporters program and the stars feature that I just launched very recently um, to be getting some really good advice from people who work in Facebook very high up the chain and uh, good access to people who work very closely with LinkedIn uh, and I know many people who are very big influencers now. Uh, and so um, I've, I feel like I'm really getting some deep insight and intel into um, what it takes to build a really good, engaged, loyal community. The doorbell's going to go in a minute and the dog is going to go crazy. I'm just telling you. Um, so I'm going to I've been asked a lot to share. How did I build my community, my following, my tribe? How do you get people engaged? There you go. I told you he goes mad every time, every time. <laughs> oh, it's all part of the live show. Ralph hates the postman. He goes mad for them. Um, OK, so 16 ways to build a big, engaged, loyal buying community. Uh, now, the first thing, by the way, is that um, with Mar Kieran and I, when we were talking to someone who works very high at Facebook, like probably one below the vice president of marketing. So this is big. Uh, and we asked her, um, why did you choose me for the supporter program? Why did you choose me for the stars program? I don't know how many supporter program um, influencers there are that run that, that. They're still in beta testing mode, but it, it can't, can't be that many. I'd say hundreds you know, out of, I don't know how many, what, over a billion Facebook users. That's pretty significant. And with the stars feature, there's only um, 20 in the whole world. And we asked them, why did you choose me? And, they, and she said two reasons, two reasons. One, engaged following. Two, loyal following. So what she didn't say is size of following. What she didn't say was, you know, being a big celebrity or the biggest influencer. She said engaged following and loyal following. Uh, and so I think you'd all agree following me. We have a really great, loyal, engaged following. I feel like I know many of you personally, um, even if we've only actually met on the live streams or through the messages you've sent me in the podcast, etc., so this was really good intel. So I think this should be good news for you because I think a lot of us worry that our following isn't big enough. We want a big following. Why don't we have a massive following? Um, someone is taking a photo of my house. Um, oh, hello. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I should probably shut the curtains and put some clothes on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I don't care how many followers you've got. If you've got 100, 1,000 or a million, it really doesn't matter. What matters is what you do. And so now I'm going to cover the 16 ways to build a big, engaged, loyal um, community. I am going to shout out everyone who sends me stars, by the way. So sorry if that takes a bit of time, but that's part of you being part of my community. So Angie, Angie Cameron, thanks for your stars. Uh, Vadim, thank you for your stars. Rosemary Dean, thank you for your stars. All right. So number one is being on the platforms. So a community online is based on being on two-way platforms. Now, actually, okay, some of them are one-way. Like, for example, podcasts, pretty one-way, isn't it? But, but I think that you want to be on all the platforms. I think this is really important because, yes, you could focus on one platform and build a really engaged, loyal community on the one platform. But I believe if you have multiple platforms, you're seen by multiple people and people can join a cross-platform and you can promote a cross-platform and you, and you can meet, reach a much wider audience. Uh, wouldn't you agree, for example, that the people who are on LinkedIn are very different from the people who are on TikTok? I mean, that's a really different demographic. So I think the first thing is to set up on all the platforms. Takes a bit of time, not much though, get your outsourcer to do it. So LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, um, WhatsApp, Facebook page, Facebook group, YouTube, Patreon. And then if you can get the stars and the supporters functionality in, uh, as soon as I know how I can get you to get that, I'll share that with you. Make sure you're on all the platforms. Then what I believe you do is you focus on a couple that you think are going to give you the best leverage. Now, when it comes to communities, i.e. an assumed closed group, I believe that Facebook groups are the best. Um, they're like the older version of the online forum, you know, the way you'd have um, individual platforms that would run forums, whether it was on WordPress or wherever. But because more, so many people use Facebook now, Facebook groups are huge. Now, if you don't have your own, after this podcast, you want to immediately go and set yourself up your own um, Facebook group. So I have one called the Disruptive Entrepreneur Community with nearly 18,000 entrepreneurs. I have one called the Progressive Property Community with nearly, nearly 26,000 property investors. Um, I have a few other groups, an e-commerce one, which has nearly 21,000. And I've been building them up over the years. And by the way, just so you know, because you're probably thinking this, each time I set them up, I'm like, oh man, I should have done this earlier. Uh, is it too late? Oh, I set this up and I've got five people in the, in the community. Oh, this is a bit of a labor of love to get it started. Um, but it doesn't matter. You know, start now, get perfect later. Um, so I believe Facebook groups are the best for building communities. Next best is probably having a, a Facebook page. Um, and being able to do live streams, uh, because the great thing about this live stream I do with Facebook is that I can see you all, I can see your comments, so I can um, engage with you, I can call you out, shout you out, comment um, with you, I can read your comments, you can private message me, I can read the messages. So it's not just a one-way thing. Now, a podcast is a bit of a one-way thing, but I'll come to that. So I think the, the communities that are going to give the best engagement and the most loyal following and ultimately bias for you are the ones that are two-way, the ones that are engaged where the, your followers can get involved too. Now, of course, most social media platforms where comments are enabled, like uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Patreon, to a certain degree, definitely YouTube, that can be two-way, but you've got to go in and comment and you've got to go and engage. And I'll come to that in a moment. So you choose the ones that are best for you and your business type. LinkedIn is great because it doesn't restrict the reach. So you can get massive reach on LinkedIn like no other. But it is, a, it is probably not as closed and engaged as a group. 
So I'll give you an example. In, on this page, which you're watching, if you're watching the live, I have 139,000 followers. And at the moment, I get between six and 10,000 views per video. And so the reach is normally two to three times that. So my reach might be 15, 20, 25,000 out of um, nearly 140,000. But um, it, it often I will get more reach in one of my groups that has, say, 25,000. Or I'll get more reach on LinkedIn, which has hmm, LinkedIn has 70 odd thousand. But I can get millions of views or reach on LinkedIn. So, you know, the reach game is, is individual compared to each platform. OK, but that's a good start. Oh, and Manisha, thank you for my 530 stars. You are amazing. Um, okay, the, the second thing you need to do then to build your big, engaged, loyal buying community, I've got 16 to go, uh, another 14 to go, 16 in total, by the way, is continual content marketing. Now, I know a lot of people think this is a labor of love, or they can't be bothered, or they haven't got time, or they're overwhelmed. I have to do content regularly. But um, people think that hard work and passion, they are the secrets to success. I'm actually going to argue that uh, consistency is more important. So, I don't care if you're doing a video a day or a video a week. I just care that you are increasing your volume consistently. So if you're on one a month, get to one a week. If you're on one a week, get to three a week. If you're on three a week, get to one a day. If you're on one a day, get to two a day. If you're on two a day, get to five a day. Now, not necessarily five a day per platform, but by the way, some of the biggest influences in the world are eight and nine a day per platform. Now they have teams and they repurpose. So I'm not just saying you have to do like one live after another, after another, after another. But I definitely have noticed that I am getting more reach, more exposure, more loyalty, more engagement and more organic follows. Like on some platforms, I'm getting two, three hundred organic new followers a day. Um, sometimes we can get six, eight hundred a day across platform, depending on what's going on. Minimum, I'm probably getting twelve to fifteen hundred new organic followers a week. That's not including my email database. That's just LinkedIn and Instagram and YouTube and Facebook. Uh, and I've noticed that that goes up the more posts I do uh, and the more content marketing I do. Now, there does come a limit. So for me, once we got more than one a day on LinkedIn, that didn't seem to help the reach. Um, but two or three a day on Facebook certainly has. And of course, if you're in different groups, uh, then you can do more. Now, um, what you've got to do with this is just manage your time and compartmentalize it into your diary. So you might have noticed through this holiday season, I've been going live at 8.40 and 8.45 most mornings. I went live at 8pm last night. You mostly see me in non-holiday season going live at 8.30am. You probably know in your head consistently that Rob's going to be doing a live at 8.30, not 8.45, not 8.15, but 8.30. And you know that I'm going to do those most days. In fact, some people even say to me when I don't do them, Rob, what's happened? Have you died? Where are your lives? Oh, I need them in my life. I, have, I need my caffeine. Um, so consistent, continual content marketing. Now, I don't want to hear excuses. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, I haven't got time. Oh, I haven't got the content. Just put it in the diary. Same time, same day. Don't worry if you get to five a week when you plan seven. Doesn't matter. Just do it. Uh, and you'll find that once you build a bit of momentum, it'll get easier and easier and easier. You'll also find that once you get better results, you'll, you'll get this virtuous feedback loop where you'll feel motivated because you're getting results. And that is really important. Um, and the next thing with your content marketing is you want to make it specific to your tribe. So um, the great thing about the more content you do, the more you understand your tribe, the more you engage with them, the more they feed back to you what they want, and then you feed it back to them. 
So this content is a great example. 16 ways to build a big, engaged, loyal buying community. The reason I'm doing this is because in the last week, I've been asked quite a lot of times by um, quite a few people that they want me to do um, content on building a loyal community. My outsourcer researcher has just emailed me. I can see it here in my notes. And he, I know what he's going to say. He's going to say, you need to put, put a different jumper on. Let's just see, shall we? Let's just see. <laughs> you need to change your top. I knew it. This is my Christmas jumper. It's the only toasty, warm, cozy one I've got. Is it better to keep doing lives in the same jumper or not do lives? It's better to keep doing lives in the same jumper. But feedback noted. <laughs> uh, okay, then. Um, point three of the 16 ways to build a big, engaged, engaged law community uh, is um, don't just post and run. Uh, a lot of people are doing this. They're posting in different groups. They're posting in their social media and then th they're gone. And, you know, yes, OK, that's a bit of leverage of your time, but that's not an engaged community. That's a one way community. And actually, there are a lot of really big celebrities and famous people who um, could have way more eng engaged following. Like um, there's one person who's on Dragon's Den who's got about two point nine million more followers than me. And his all of his posts are way less engaged than mine. Um, because he posts and then doesn't go back and engage. Now, it, he may not deem it worth his time, but you could have an outsource, outsource to help you, although I try and do most of this myself. But what you want to do is post and then engage in the comments. Engage with the people. So we have Liam Carolan, we have Laura Hope Cordell, we have Jack Khan, we have Camilla, who's probably trolling me about wearing the same jumpers. Rosemary Dean, who's been giving me stars most videos. Jeff Spencer's just joined in live. Um, yes, Curtis Napton has made a good point. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. So you get momentum and compounding. So if you engage with your community, you call them out, uh, you reply to their comments, you thank them, then they will be more likely to engage. So there becomes this virtuous cycle. They feel more involved. Um, you show gratitude, they show gratitude. Many people are, are, often say things like, wow, I can't believe Rob replies. Wow, I can't believe Rob called me up. Um, so they're often very surprised for the people that they follow because they often hold you in very high regard. Also for the algorithms, the more engagement in your posts, the wider your posts will go and your comments count. So as long as there's six, seven, eight words and not just thank you, thank you, uh, then your comments count to increase the reach in your algorithms. So it also serves you. So don't just post and run, engage with your followers, show them gratitude, show loyalty to them when they show loyalty to you. Um, number five then is to include people in your community. Uh, I get the very big famous celebrities are busy, but I'm always gobsmacked at how uninvolved they are in their Instagram posts or their social media. They literally just post and it, it looks like it's clearly done by someone else and they're not involved. And OK, it's good for leverage, but I don't think it's good if you want to build an engaged, loyal, hungry, buying, big community. So um, include them. So that could be shouting them out. So call out people who are involved in your communities who take the time to comment, who take the time to sit and watch your videos on a daily basis. Don't take that for granted. In include them, shout them out. With my STARS program, I've been letting people share their web addresses and share their podcasts and share their books if they hit me up with some STARS. So I'm trying to include you as much as I can. I think this is really important. Give random acts of kindness. Give random gifts for your community members for tuning in live. Um, OK, um, six, number six of 16 ways to build a big, engaged, loyal, 
buying community is um, for your most active engaged communities, the communities you want to build, give them content first, give them your best content, give them exclusive, ex exclusive, exclusive content, um, give them bonuses that other people don't get, give them gifts, etc., so that you reward them, so that you train them that they may get stuff uh, joining your lives. Um, and by the way, some people say to me, hey, Robert, I want the bonuses and the gifts. That's very nice. I just give you stars and I tune in because your content is really good. It's a way to show gratitude. That's also cool, but that's to do with your content as well. So this uh, live stream on um, building a community, this is the first time I've ever done this. It will go to you watching the live first. So this will go to you first and then this will go to my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur Community in probably two months. Oh my goodness, I've got two battery bars Then they go down quick. I better be quick. Okay, seventh uh, then, seven of um, 16 ways to build a big engaged law buying community is to um, reply to private messages is to do one-to-one -one calls and is to have some personal elements to what you do. And um, I saw David Goggins over the festive period basically said, private message me, request a call with me and I will call you over the festive period. I thought that was awesome that he did that. I'd, I've been doing that for five years. Um, but, you know, someone as big as David Goggins, I thought, what a great thing to do. Um, on my live stream where I launched the stars feature yesterday, um, I've given 10 people. There's actually about 15 that have ended up taking it up. So I'll, I'll just give 15. I'm going to do one-to-one -one calls um, between now and New Year. So the more involved and personal you can be, the more loyal community you will build. And I have found, and this, by the way, when I do calls one-to-one, -one, the 15 minutes that I give for free, I, I never sell. There is no ulterior motive other than to help as much as I can. But I have consistently found with those calls, they end up becoming buyers. And I never even talk about my products or service. They just become buyers. I think because it's a gratitude cycle. I think because it's, it makes me a real person, not a bot. You know, a lot of people, you private message on Facebook, they, you get an automated bot. Well, you know it's me. Um, and I think there's just being personal in this world where everything is automated, I think makes a huge difference. So as much as you can be personal, be personal. Now, I can do two hours a day. I can't do 10 hours a day. It's just the reality of it. So I do what I can when I can. Uh, and I feel that I do my bit. Um, okay. Um, number eight, then, of the 16 ways to build an engaged, loyal and buying community um, is to incentivize them to follow all your different platforms. So don't just have them follow you on Facebook. Get them to download your podcast. Get them to join your Facebook group. Get them to follow you on YouTube. Get them to follow you on LinkedIn. Uh, get them to join your WhatsApp group, etc. Now, you can ask. So if you're watching this live stream, you could download my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur, where we are now at about 440 episodes. Um, but if I gave you a bonus or an incentive, you're much more likely to do that. So what I do on a rolling basis, maybe every month or two per platform, is I'll create a new special bonus and I'll give you that in exchange for following, following me on YouTube or my podcast or on Instagram or joining a Facebook group or for giving me stars or for joining my supporters program. And I found that um, incentive based cross promotion of platforms grows all the platforms and creates a deeper community. Now, I used to resist doing that in the early days because I thought, oh, well, people don't want to follow me on all platforms. And if they follow me on one, that's enough. But here's the thing. Um, most people um, don't see your posts on most platforms because on Facebook, you might get three to five percent reach. On LinkedIn, you might get 10 percent reach. So you assume someone who when they're following you see sees all of your content. They don't. Uh, most people don't. So if you're on multiple platforms, you've got more chance of them seeing you. And then if you um, time lapse your content across different platforms, so you don't just put the same content on the platforms, you know, uh, carte blanche. Look at me with my language, carte blanche, carte blanche. Uh, then different people will get content at different times. 
okay. So number nine then in building big, engaged, loyal buying community is to actually ask them to do things for you. Now, I know this seems counterintuitive to some, but the law of reciprocity works both ways. Whereas if you do things for people, they will do things for you. But if you ask people to do things for you, they will often become more connected to you. So I ask people to share my work. I ask people to um, comment on my posts. I ask people to leave reviews. If people private message me saying, hey, I read your book, I always ask them to leave a review. And I feel like if they feel like they've done something to me, they feel that they've given, because you all know how great it feels to give. And often we're doing it the other way, we're giving, but why don't we ask people to give and give them the gift of giving? So if you wouldn't mind doing that now, we'll do a little example. So would you mind sharing this please on your social media? Um, I've, I'm told that 25 shares is, is um, equal to a reach of 1 million. Um, I, I think there's some variables in that, but I was told that by someone very high up in Facebook. Um, and if you ask your community to do things for you, I think they're going to become more loyal and more engaged. So um, I would like to get my work shared more, wouldn't we all? So if you wouldn't mind sharing this video right now, if you think it's useful, and if you think other business owners or influencers or content providers could value, just hit that share button. Um, okay, number 10 then is people are forgetting this now with online and social media, but why don't you do some associated face-to-face -face meetups as part of your online communities? So with the supporters program, we do loads of meetups. We do socials, we do dinners. If I'm speaking at an event, I'll do a big discount for my supporters and we'll meet up before or meet up after. I do supporters only events. Uh, and when you actually meet people face to face, having known them on social media for a while, you obviously get a deeper connection and rapport and engagement. Um, and I find that once you've looked into the, the whites of their eyes, uh, there's a deeper connection and rapport. Um, my really good friend, Jake Wood, who's got a brilliant podcast, Pound for Pound, um, him and his um, co-host, um, Spencer Oliver, who is an ex-boxing um, champion, they are going and doing a, a, a podcast tour. Um, I'm going to do a podcast tour when the time is right for me. Uh, and I like to do lots of events linked to um, my social media communities uh, because I just think it creates a, bit, a deeper connection. Okay, number 11 on how to build a big, engaged, loyal buying community is to have clear, consistent guidelines um, and make sure that you balance your promotion with their ability to promote and their ability to receive and give value. So some people, they have no rules on their social media and it's a free for all and it becomes a spam fest. Some people have too many rules where you can't breathe without getting banned and you're not, you don't really get any benefit other than just appeasing the ego of the influencer or just them selling all the time. Now I try and create fair exchange somewhere in the middle. Of course, I would like my community to buy all my stuff. And if you're feeling uh, somewhat grateful or somewhat guilty that I've given you so much content over the years and you want to give back to me, then buy all my stuff by all means. And that's okay because I'm running a business just like everybody else. Um, but if I sell too much, it's going to piss you off. If I don't sell enough, I can't sustain growing a business. My overheads are over £700,000 a month, and that's not including my personal expenses. So obviously, there's a commercial element, and that's okay, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. But you've got to balance this. So I have rules on my social media. I let people share, I sh I let people share their links for their books and their podcasts um, and their websites if they give me stars. If you want to shout out on this video, hit me up with some stars. I'll let you do a shout out. In my Facebook groups, I let you share your links and do your promotion, but only in the specific threads and not in the main feed. 
um, because otherwise that overpopulates uh, and, um, you know, ends up just becoming a spam fest and then no one gets value. Um, we let people do lives, other people don't. But if I see people do lives and they pitch, the post will get removed and they'll get warned. So what you want is equity and fair exchange, i.e. you give value, they get value. You can be commercial, they can be commercial, but they can't be too commercial so that it becomes a spam fest or they can't be too commercial that they end up competing with you. Uh, Kelly has just said, I'm splendid today. Thank you very much. You're splendid too, Kelly. Uh, all right, then. Uh, number 12 is, I reckon, using the 80-20 content rule. And that is 80% of your posts on your communities should be value and content based, based on what your communities want and need, based on their feedback and your understanding of your niche and your experience, about 80%. So four out of five or eight out of 10 posts. They can be live streams, pre-records, they can be articles, blogs, they can be pre-recorded videos, etc. And then I reckon 20% covers everything else. And within that 20%, I reckon some should be personal um, posts, a bit about you, you know, what you're up to. I did that post, didn't I, about some of the, the things that happened in one of my therapy sessions, which were quite um, uh, revelatory to me. And that was a very personal video, which has been, by the way, I think my highest viewed video of the year, certainly in um, day, pound for pound. You know, they say pound for pound fight is best in the world. Well, day, day for day, time for time, pound for pound, that's been the, my um, highest reaching biggest video on Facebook of the year. Now, yes, there was content in there, but it wasn't really. It was really a personal share. So um, personal shares and what you're up to and maybe a bit of engagement jacking and, and making some um, commentary on stuff in the news or create engagement with a question or a debate um, triggering post. That would be 20 percent um, of your of your post of your content. Uh, and I reckon that's a good rule of thumb. Uh, to, to balance value with engagement. Oh, and then in that 20%, you can make the odd pitch. So, you know, I, I probably actually only pitch one in 40 to one in 50 uh, pieces of content, which is not a lot. And I should probably pitch more. I guess I'm not really money focused at the moment as much as maybe I could or I should be. Um, and certainly over the holiday period, I'm not. So, um, yeah, um, hashtag just saying. OK, number 13 of the 16 ways to build a big, engaged, loyal buying community. Um, is involving and handling and dealing with the critics and the haters. So this is a big one. This is a really big one. If you found this uh, video useful so far, please do hit me up with some stars so I know that I'm giving you the content that you want because that's really the, the main measure of feedback. You can give me likes, etc., but that doesn't really mean anything. Anyone can hit a like button, but I know if I get stars, the content is, is what you want. So that's the, the most useful feedback I can give. The stars feature is um, a, a Facebook's new currency where... Um, you, we can exchange with each other, essentially, um, Facebook's version of money. Uh, and um, I think it's going to evolve and grow into something really powerful, real-time e-commerce, you know, real-time auctions, real-time bidding, real-time fair exchange, real-time free markets in, on, on social media. So, um, yeah, I think that it's, uh, it's going to be something huge. At the moment, there's only 20 of us in the world that have got the functionality. Uh, and, of course, I'm just testing it for Facebook, um, hoping that it will go big. All right, then. So this is a big one. I'm going to take some time on this and you need to listen to this one. So many people delete the critics commentary or they get really upset or um, they start to panic um, or they hide in their shell or they fight back angrily when they get um, critics, trolls, haters, wankers. Um, and they don't know how to handle them very well. And I get it because it's emotional. But I believe you should very much include the critics in your community. 
Now, this is probably a whole new live stream and podcast on its own. In fact, if you want to deep dive on this, I've done a couple of episodes on my podcast about dealing with them and uh, what situations you um, engage with them, have banter, delete, block, um, respond, etc. Because it really actually depends. It's not a one size fits all. But what I would say is if you get a critical comment on your in your community, you absolutely want it and you want them to expand on it and you want to embrace it and you want to create a, a c- conversation on it and ideally a bit of polarization and a bit of controversy because that will get you way more comments and then that will really grow your reach. So um, don't be scared of them. Don't delete them. Now, of course, if they absolutely troll you to a point where it's defamatory or it hurts you, yes, you can delete it. Um, yeah, someone said, don't forget the battery. Yeah, we, we, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> um, so if you, po- if you post and then you get critics on there, that is a great gift. That will help the algorithms way more than your fans because that will create more commentary. Your fans will often go and reply and defend you. And therefore, um, you will get this virtual cycle of loads of comments and therefore your reach will go wild. Um, uh, I love to embrace the critics. Uh, actually, I had a funny one which I posted on my um, personal page. And this is interesting. It's just my personal page. Um, I, I have 5,000 friends on this. And this one got 162 likes and 64 comments. And someone just private messaged me saying, um, there's some language here. So I'm just warning you, if you're listening to the podcast in the car and you've got children, please put your fingers over their ears. Um, There's some real language here. Um, I'm warning you. Look at me. I don't normally warn people with the language. Uh, There's one word I can't say, by the way, so I'm not going to say it. But he said, fuck off, you scamming Dell boy. See you next Tuesday. Hmm. Thanks for the feedback. So they they make me chuckle. I mean, that would have hurt me years ago. But that makes me chuckle because that's not about me. That's about him. It's about where he was. Maybe a a, a post interrupted him and he was having a bad day. That was okay. So I replied saying, Merry Christmas to you too, Ryan. And thank you for your feedback. And um, that that had um, 64 comments and 162 likes. So you can see people actually quite like that. They like that I can handle it with a bit of humour and handle it well. And it shows I've got a thick skin and a lot of people made that kind of comment. And that's a waste. It's a waste of a really good post. If you don't share it and you delete it and you cry about it. So involve them where possible until it becomes bullying or defamation. And that's something else and serious. And you may need to report that, block that, ban that um, or even worse. But, you know, that, that's another time for another day. But don't turn a critic into a hater by acting like a twat or really going at them angrily. Ask them to expand, explain, create a, a polarised debate. Thank them for their feedback. Um, and, you, you know, you will get a really... By the way, often you'll turn those critics into fans because you didn't turn... Most people are turning critics into haters who weren't haters. They were critics, but they turn them because they don't know how to handle them. So it's great for engagement, great for, um, uh, you know, getting more reach in your posts. All right. Uh, okay. Um, number 14 of 16 ways to build a big, engaged, loyal, buying community um, is crowdsourcing. Now, this is a vital component most people don't get. So crowdsourcing is asking you for your ideas. What content do you want from me on my podcast and on my lives? What bonuses do you want me to offer on my supporter program? What would you like in exchange for giving me stars? So I am actually asking you that now. So let me know on the live stream. What content do you want from me? Um, what uh, do you want in exchange for stars? What bonuses and gifts and content do you want on the Facebook supporters program? What do you want me to do more of? What do you want me to do less of? 
Um, what do you like about what I do? What annoys you about what I do? And by the way, it's okay to tell me all of these things because I, I am here and I will listen. Uh, and you know, most of the time, uh, my ego is unaffected. And, and on the little moment that it is, I'll probably sit in a corner like a little child and for a few minutes and then I'll talk myself around. So uh, don't ever be afraid to give me feedback. Um, I'm always grateful for it, even if in the moment, you know, I'm a bit, and most of my community are lovely and you'd know how to give it in the right way. But even if you're a bit pissed off with me, I know that you don't hate me. You just hate me in the moment. Uh, and I, I want the feedback. Now, by the way, my book titles, my book content, all the bonuses I give in the supporters program and the stars program and all the courses I've created, which are hundreds and the tens of millions of pounds. In fact, more than 100 million pounds I've made in the last sort of 12 years plus. I would say 70% of that has come from you giving me feedback, telling me what you want, me engaging with you, us discussing, you know, the trends, um, the, the courses and the material that you want and need to help you grow your business, start it and scale it, and then me giving it back to you. Um, so that is a vital element of creating an engaged, uh, loyal buying community. If you think about risk as well, if I create a product or a service or a program uh, and I'm all excited about it, but... Um, I have no idea that it's going to work. I just think it is. And I'm all excited. Therefore, I'm probably a bit delusional. That's a massive risk to put money and time and effort into that. And it might bomb. Whereas if I've already done polls in my communities, crowdsourced ideas, run competitions, got your suggestions and hundreds or thousands of people have said, hey, Rob, I want this. And virtually no one has said, Rob, I want that. And I launch this and not that. I've, I've completely de-risked. I've got um, an 80 and 90 percent chance that it's going to fly. Um, and that's why many of my books have been successful, not just because of the content, but because I already know most of my community want it because I've got you involved in the concept. I've got you involved in the content. I've got you involved in the title. Um, and this has you know, been a huge part of you know, growing and scaling my business and taking on trends and evolving and thriving when, uh, and, uh, when other people have you know, struggled uh, or they're just sort of barely surviving. Okay, so uh, your content, your live streams, your offers, your bonuses, your gifts, your titles, your episodes, your guests can all come from your community. If any of you have got any suggestions for content you want from me, guests you want from my podcast, etc., just put them in the comments. I always go and read the comments uh, whenever I can. Okay, we're nearly there. Thanks for staying in on the live. This will be on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. I've still got two bars, so I'm doing okay. Um, so penultimately then, consistency. Consistency of all of the following content I've shared with you. Persistent is in, persistence is important, but so is patience. Um, so I'm going to remind you of what the 14 were. Um, consistency is vital. You will make mistakes. It will not always work. You will feel demotivated and deflated. You'll have moments of drought, of inspiration, but you've got to just keep, keep at it. It's not about hard work. It's about consistent work. Because let's be honest, doing live feeds is not hard work. It's fun work. I'm sitting here in my living room enjoying myself with you. It's not hard work, but it is consistent work. And I have to do it regularly if I want to get the engagement and the response and, and the amount of shares and comments and stars, you know, that I might be after. Okay, so let me summarise what I've covered so far on this podcast. So uh, point one was choosing your platform, being on all the platforms and focusing on your main one or two platforms. For communities, I love Facebook groups. Um, I love supporters program. Uh, there are, of course, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, you know, your Facebook page. The second one is continual content marketing um, specific to your tribe and staying very consistent. The third one, don't just post and run, but engage in the comments and the, um, you know, the, the questions and the responses and the private messages. The fourth one was replying to people's content, showing gratitude, replying to their comments, thanking them, encouraging debate. Um, the fifth is including them in your um, 
communities, allowing them to post, allowing them to share, allowing them to, to um, get shout outs from you and you encouraging uh, comments like I do with the, sh- the star shout outs. If people hit me up with stars, they can shout out their podcast, their book, their um, website. So I'm trying to get you involved as well. Um, make sure that you do content exclusive for your community. Maybe put it to your communities first. Maybe give them random acts of kindness and bonuses and gifts and give them exclusive stuff. So it's not the same as everything else. And then you create this inclusive community. Number seven was reply to PMs and do one-to-one calls and be very personal. Number eight was incentivized to follow on all the different platforms so you can grow all the platforms and your overall following and community. Um, number nine was ask them to do stuff for you so that they'll feel gratitude and that they're adding value as well. Things like sharing for you and reviewing um, and recommending you. Um, number 10 is doing face to face meetups as well as just online communities, because some of us have got a bit too comfortable online. Number 11 was the 80-20 rule of 80% content in your niche and then 20% engagement jacking, news jacking, um, personal content that's not really um, about your niche, but it's about you. Um, Handling the critics and haters and involving them uh, and not just deleting. By the way, if you do Facebook ads and you delete a load of comments, that will reduce your ad score. Um, So deleting comments will probably reduce your reach and um, expanding on them will increase your reach. Uh, number 14, crowdsourcing ideas, titles, content, offers, bonuses, pricing, etc. Which leads us to point 15, which is consistency of all of those. Be persistent, but patient. Organic takes longer, but you'll get a deeper, more loyal following. If you want to grow your communities quicker, then you can do force growth with ads. Um, and you can pay to get followers, not as in, you know, the paid ways that don't work. Do not try that. I've heard people trying that and I see people try that and it actually really kills your reach. But, you know, you can run Facebook ads and, and YouTube ads and you can run ads on podcasts to get people to join your communities and follow your pages. And that's I'm going to reinvest some of the money that I generate from the Stars program into growing my overall community. I'm not looking to make a profit out of the Stars revenue. It's just all going back into the personal brand, into the quality of the audio and the visual and the equipment and, you know, being able to interview bigger guests. So um, you're doing your bit there by donating Stars to me to grow the work and the art and the community uh, and not my bank balance. I'll, I'll keep property and my other businesses for that. Okay, and then point 16, the final one. Thanks for staying this far, by the way. And that is actually go and do public speaking. So lives are great. Building online communities are great, you know, on all these different platforms. But actually getting out there, public speaking, speaking in front of an audience. Start with 10, then 20, then 50, then 100. And before you know it, you'll be doing speeches for thousands of people. I've done about 1,300, 1,350 speeches. But I did most of those to the preceding four years. And then I sort of semi-retired because I've got probably 20, 30 really good trainers. We do 850 training days a year and I only did 20 or 30 of them last year. But actually now my kids are a bit more grown up. Um, I've kind of got the bug again. So I'm doing a lot more keynotes. I usually do them for 500 plus people, but it depends on the event. But I'm speaking at some great events next year and I'm going to do a lot more of that. And by the way, you get seen by big event promoters. You get seen by really important people. So I'd say consistent live videos and going and doing public speeches are what gets you seen by celebrities and, you know, JV partners and promoters across the world. Um, And, you know, that will really help grow your personal brand and build a big, engaged, loyal buying community. So I hope you found this live stream and what will ultimately go on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast very useful. So I'm going to sign out of the podcast now. Thank you very much. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything.